0: There is a reason why the scriptures say to have a sober mind.
1: Hey friends, I'm Ryan Channel, a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, encouraging other women to seek and know God and grow a deeper relationship with him. Welcome to Wellness and the Word, a podcast helping Christian women create ultimate mental and physical wellness through meditating on God's word to renew our minds, Learning how to apply his truth to our lives and taking care of our bodies the way he intends us to. My love for Jesus and my passion for wellness as a holistic health coach collide in this podcast that shares the gospel. Gospel literally means good news, friends. Don't we need more of that in today's world? I believe we all have a God-shaped hole in our hearts, and I want to point you to the only one who can fill it. Come join me and be encouraged as we chat about God's love and how to take care of you. Hey friends, it's Ryan. Welcome to Wellness and the Word. Happy Testimony Tuesday. Today I have Candice Advent sharing her testimony. She is a wife and mom to two girls and lives with her family in Pennsylvania. Candice is a nail technician and also has her own business that she is super passionate about. She left religion as a Jehovah's Witness for a relationship with Jesus. And her story is just beautiful and the power of having that true relationship with Jesus over religion really shines through here. Candice is an alcoholic and has been sober for seven and a half years, so she definitely just has this amazing story of redemption in her life, and I loved talking with her. She has such a fun spirit, and I really hope that you enjoy this conversation. Well, hello, Candice. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm very excited to have you and hear your testimony.
0: Oh, thank you for having me.
1: All right, so just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you.
0: I'm Candace Advent. Um, I live in Western Pennsylvania. I know we're a little bit a distance apart. So Western Pennsylvania, so we're like right in between Erie and Pittsburgh. We're only about an hour and a half from Pittsburgh. My husband and I um, have two little ones, Penelope and Charlotte, aka Charlie. They're six and four and a half. So we're very busy.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. The kiddos keep us busy. I love that you guys call her Charlie. So Candace, where does your story begin?
0: Okay, so I was, um, it's funny because we say the girl, I start with saying the girls, I was totally, I'm raising, um, Ryan and I raising our children, totally different than both of us, how we were raised, and isn't that wonderful, the freedom and being able to do that, being our own family, um, and the freedom and Christ to be able to do that too, and the relationship with him. So I was born and raised a Jehovah's Witness. Actually, I'm the youngest of four. My parents, um, my mom started studying with the Witnesses and they got married young. My parents did. So they have raised, they raised all four of their children um, in in the faith, in the Witnesses. Now, I don't know if you know much about Jehovah's Witnesses or anybody listening to this, but the way I was raised as a Witness is they're very segregated as a group. So, like I went to a public school, but I wasn't involved in any like sports, or I I wasn't able to do um, anything with any of the kids outside of school, you know, associate with them outside of school. So all of my friends that I grew up with were uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, so they only associate with other Jehovah's Witnesses, and that's mainly how so I was raised in the community, but like in my own community of the community and a couple of things I'll tell you about the witnesses. If, if people don't know about Joseph, I did not celebrate any holidays growing up. They do not celebrate any holidays. Um, I did not celebrate my birthday. That's included in that um, they do. Um, not take um things like they're they're very very strong in their faith as in they don't take um blood transfusions um there's um and so i am right now disfellowship. i the word that i will use to tell you they use the word disfellowship so and they're so my parents and my family do not associate with me they do not talk to me they sh- um i would they shun like the amish that's what i tell people um they Um, this is one thing about the witnesses. A lot of people that I I don't know if they know, but they're very like when I say they're very strong in their faith, in their faith to their organization, the religion that they're in, they follow this disfellowshipping very strongly, you know, and the fact that just like how my parents would not give me a blood transfusion if I needed one growing up, because that's how they feel, they they feel based on a scripture biblically because of that they also feel this disfellowshipping just like how they don't have a relationship with me now um so um through through that so they're not involved Mm -hmm. i left um the religion six months after i got sober uh now i will share i went to a little fun fact about me before i tell you before i got sober i went to nail school i'm a nail technician I went to nail school this summer before my senior year in high school. Now, I I didn't go to. I knew because of the way I was raised. They uh, witnesses aren't big on college, sending their children to college, um, because it's it would be something that's in the world, um, something that's outside of their organization. Um, So. I wanted to get a. I wanted to be licensed for something. I wanted to have a service, um, especially with being a woman, um, and and I like to work. So I went to beauty school. It was at nail technician courses. was 250 hours. So I went for two months before my senior year in high school. I had cleaning jobs that I did on Monday that paid for my gas money to get me to school Tuesday through Friday, um, and then I started working my senior year. Um, I got married right out of high school to my first husband. Um, he was a Jehovah's Witness. That's the other thing: is, is witnesses they they really want you, only want you to marry other um, uh, people of the same same faith. Of course, if you were to have children together, that way it's easier raising them in the same faith. Um, just like any, I mean, any 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 family too. I mean, me and my husband agree on something with the children. It's like, yes, (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) especially when it comes to spiritual matters, of course, it makes sense. So, um, so uh, my first husband and I were married very young, and we were married for almost eight years. Um, I, when I got sober, we were still married. Um, I and we were we both worked part-time and we were both full-time in our ministry work that we did together um but at at a point at a point in in my life i uh i checked myself into detox um so it's a rehab so not like a long term um but uh a facility a few days like three or four days for detox I mean, to be honest, because I knew, I knew where I was with my drinking, where I was at with my drinking, that if I were to stop drinking, that it wouldn't, I, I needed to be somewhere to be how, to be able to be taken care of. Right. Um, and I, and I knew that at that point. Um, and I, I, so I do share about myself. I don't even know if I said, but I am an alcoholic. <laughs> I am an alcoholic and I've been sober for uh, seven and a half years.
1: Wow. That's amazing. Congratulations. November,
0: November 4th, 2013 is my sobriety date. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I checked myself into detox and, um, I checked myself in, in like June or July of that same year. So beginning of summer till November, um, was a big struggle for me. I struggled a lot and I'll, and I'll tell you why I struggled because I was not committed to working a twelve-step program, which really is what saved my life, and and that is where I found my higher power, who's Jesus, and through yes. working working the twelve steps, Jesus showed up as I worked the twelve steps, and I had and and they're in in a steps for a reason, you know like. Just like how we do like how we do laundry for a reason. You know, you don't want to put in the soap after the load has already been washed. We don't want to work step eight before we've not done step three and four, four and five. You know, right? So, and so, I watched people though work these steps, and I watched people share about these steps and gives in give suggestions to me that they did that worked in their life that were, um, alcoholics like me. So, and, and as I, like I said, as I worked the steps, Jesus, my higher power, God showed up, showed up through these steps and the things, um, that just has, that he's done for my life. It's, it's been amazing.
1: <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. I have many questions if you don't mind.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, sure, go ahead or I'll just keep talking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, as a child ha- not having celebrations, not having birthday parties especially, was that was that really difficult for you or was that just something you understood because that had always been just a normal part of your life?
0: Yes, you know, and it's looking back, yes, it was normal for for my part of my life. Um but it 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 was a little bit hard being being different. But it, here's something I'll share. I feel like this is something that one of those things in my life where God has in my relationship, I can say this is one of these things that God has gone before me in this. I feel like He prepared me almost because I went through that and was raised that way, like um when there were, for instance, when there were um Christmas celebrations. Or programs at the school, I'd have to go sit at the library when all the kids would go to the thing. And I'm not saying that because I want you to feel bad for me, like because I'm—I mean, I'm an alcoholic. We will wallow in self-pity. Like this is—I <laughs> is, will revert back to that real fast. Don't let me become a sad story for me. <laughs> so, and I'm not saying that because, but I think he prepared me for that because. As an alcoholic, I am different, you know, like I am different and I, and I have, and I have to be, there's a level that I feel like Jesus has helped me be brave in certain areas to be able to share about my story or to be able to um, help other women and their addiction and be okay to be different. And and I feel like and I was because I was raised and I mean, there was a handful like my siblings were and there was maybe a couple that I went to school with or high school with that I, I was sitting with. But, you know, I was I I was different. I was on Saturday morning when everybody was watching cartoons, I was going door to door with my family knocking on the door, you know, raised a wonderful rate. I mean, consistency. My parents raised me with consistency. Which was amazing, and they raised me with scriptures and those in and Bible truth, and that's something as scriptures and truth that I always go back to, Um, and so and I like that, and I try to remember that with my kids. You know, the consistency when my dad said no, he always meant no, Um, (laughs) and when he said yes, he always meant yes. You know, and there is I might not liked it, but there was security in having consistency. We do that for our children. yes, um it brings security.
1: I love that. I love that perspective that there was still so much good that came out of it. You still got to know about the Bible and you still had yes. a good family upbringing.
0: yes, yes, very much. and and like I said, because of that, it kind of prepared me because I was, yeah, I didn't I didn't celebrate holidays. I didn't I was very different than than the ones around me. you know.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah so to so today you said you're disfellowshipped from your family so did your family not speak to you at all
0: Mm-mm, correct wow. yeah and uh-huh and uh, we don't live very far from each other too we're like in not you know same town or so and I and I and it's funny because I don't even really run into them very often which I feel like that's a god thing too yeah and I kind that, of just feel nice. like I don't see <laughs> you know yeah but it's um but uh, and then again too, I feel like he also gives us what we can handle. And as as an alcoholic, there's things that just because I have put down a just because I've put down the drink does not mean this is where the steps come in. This is where working the steps. I've had to change my habits, um, and those are hard to break, aren't they? Habits <laughs> very hard to break. So that's where i've had to change my habits just because you put a drink down doesn't mean the behavior goes with it and i think i think god knows what i know that jesus knows what's best for me and um maybe not having i always thought that i'd have my family around to help me with the girls but um that's you know i also didn't think i'd be divorced i also didn't think my husband would be my second husband too but it's wonderful but he's wonderful <laughs> I love you it. know, yeah, so, yeah. but it's okay because I also feel like he would I also feel like I tend to as an alcoholic in my behavior me to be honest I can give those responsibilities or push things off onto others that really is my responsibility
1: mm-hmm. like my children yeah you know my
0: daughter's in kindergarten this year is her first year so this is our first our first one in in school now she goes to and we're so blessed when we prayed and prayed about it. She goes to Christian Life Academy, which is a CLA, uh, we call it Christian Life Academy, but it's a school um, where several kids in, in the community um, go go to. So she only has eight in her class. And um, I never would have thought that we would have ever sent been able to send her to a school like that and to be a part of that. But I can quickly see how um, I could let thinking that, oh, it's her teacher, her teacher's job to, to teach her these things, to teach her her how to read and to teach her her, um, and now I see that, no, it is, it is my responsibility to teach my children how to do these things, and I am blessed that she can be there four days a week, and they can teach them you know, um, about Jesus, they can speak about Jesus and they can speak about God and also how to teach, how how to teach her the alphabet and to write, (laughs) you know, it's a long, but it's it's not the teacher's responsibility. And so I think with my family, when it comes to that, you know, I was very, very, very close to my sisters, 13 years older than me. We talked every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, But I could and she was also my drinking buddy, you know, so Uh that is also where he sees where I maybe I would love to have that relationship, but maybe that's not healthy would be the best thing for me right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like I said, I and you know what I said earlier, I heard myself when I said it. I said I wish my family was around to help me. And that is not what my family should be around for to help
1: Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. That's not
0: what I'm here for. That's not my purpose. Yeah. You know,
1: I love that you so, kept yourself in those thoughts. That's pretty amazing.
0: Uh-huh. Oh yeah. You got to be honest. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So your all of your family is still in the religion. They're all Jehovah's witnesses yeah. still. Uh-huh. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so how, how did you start drinking? And you said your sister was your drinking buddy. So especially growing up in that faith,
0: Oh, and yeah. And my first husband too. Now I didn't start drinking till I was 21. Um, and then it was slowly, it was just very progressive through my, and I will share, I did not know until I started getting sober that I dealt with mental health. Okay. Now, and I will share and mental health is something that people do not. And especially as alcoholics and addicts, it's very closely tied, yeah. very, very closely tied. And I did not know that I had Um, ever I didn't know that I had mental health issues with mental health anxiety and mainly anxiety and depression and my depression came on because of alcohol alcohol is a depressant if people don't know that if you I mean alcohol is good for sanitizing I mean pretty much cleaning that's it (laughs) these are the benefits of it okay so I I mean that's pretty much it so it's a depressant. So it, it helps. And for mental health, it's a wonderful thing. When you discover drugs and alcohol, when you do de- when you deal with mental health, it is a wonderful thing temporarily. It helps lift or it takes away the voices in the head. Or it does these things that people don't want to talk about that don't because we can see a broken arm.
1: Mm. You know,
0: you can't see. Um, everything else that's going on there, that that's the same handicap up there. That's hard to be able to communicate about. So um, it, it, um, it helped with my anxiety and it was wonderful for that effect, but there is a reason why the scriptures say to have a sober mind.
1: Yes, it, Amen.
0: Uh-huh. And through working the 12 steps and I did not leave of religion and find, I didn't leave a religion for a relationship with Jesus until I was six months sober. Wow. That I have, that I have to (laughs) emphasize because first of all, I was not brave enough and clear minded enough to be able to start asking questions and to be, um, to feel like, I was really being called or pulled and i really feel like i was called um out of that religion because in anybody and i and i was raised in a religion and and i'm not my husband and i go to i um, a church we go to a um a united brethren church and not in the, not in our town like we drive about 15 minutes away to it so it's the next town i started going with him um he we also met when we he was he's in the same 12-step program as I I am. So we met um there and work through working the same steps and he told me that he was gonna start going back to church. And at, he knew the situation that I had just recently been disfellowshipped. and I had actually and I just um told him not too long that I was I gotten pregnant with Penelope my first um daughter while going through a divorce with my husband and all these things and he tells me he's going back to church would you like to come with me and i'm like i and being raised to witness like they don't they do it would almost be better if you didn't go anywhere compared to go like going to a church right so i if that makes sense so i'm like sh- okay so here I am, I stepped foot in this church, pregnant, not, he's not the father and I'm sober going through a divorce, disfellowshipped. My husband and I, I can tell you now, and, and our pastor is wonderful. He, he speaks Bible truth and he speaks and he speaks of his relationship with Christ. Um, and my husband and I now both serve on the worship team.
1: Oh, I serve cool. in the children's
0: ministry. He's a drummer. Um, and I sing, I sing on the t- worship team, and we but I still serve in children's ministry. um, and these things have come about through just just showing up. I mean, I worship music was never part of the way I was raised. I would have never this was all new the first time I stepped foot in that church when I watched, I mean, we have a praise band, like my husband's behind the drum cage on the stage, you know, like, it's, that was the first time when I stood around and watched people raising their hands, like this was the first time in my life. So doing just build, but that's a relationship. You start doing something for somebody when you, when you build a relationship, like I would, I I was looking at the girl up there singing and I thought to myself, oh my word, I can't (laughs) imagine ever doing that and now I do that and now I tell, and I can't even believe that I'm telling you that I do that because uh-huh. there's a part of me that feels like if I don't speak about it, that it's not true,
1: mm. you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, but I, but that's Jesus though. That's what Jesus helps me yes. do. Because if it was up to me, I'd be drinking all day, <laughs> you know, yep. I mean, yep. to be
1: honest. Yeah. Yeah. Ruth, yes. Thank you for, yeah, uh-huh. for sure. Yeah. And, and we only have that power. I was just talking with my husband about this. Like we don't have the power within ourselves. Like we talk about willpower. There is no such thing. We have to call on God for his power. There's, there's no other way we can do these things, do this thing called life and survive and thrive really. Right.
0: Yes. And that's so, and that is self-control. That's one of my major things that, that I tell and I even share with my children about that one of the fruits that I I pray for that I can have because it's in there with love joy peace self-control is in there yeah you exactly. know so um, and I, I think, think that's
1: where covered. a lot of people struggle and with different things maybe not just alcohol oh, or drugs right like, there's so much self-control that's lacking in all of us
0: <laughs> oh yeah down to everything food social media Yes. Um, every, all of, all of these things that people, um, how about like how we speak to ourselves, the, yes. ne- you know, the lies, the negativity that we can just keep, um, speaking to ourselves, you know, that's, that's not good. Those are habits that those, that can be broken through, through Jesus, through yeah. the power of his Holy spirit, exactly. which is very true. And that is something that And that's something that I want to share through how different it was that I was raised to now and having a relationship with Jesus is that I, they didn't, the witnesses don't speak of the Holy Spirit, like how um, they, they don't believe in, they believe in God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit as three separate not oh, okay in one as like the trinity.
1: Oh okay. they,
0: they believe as three separate. So this this concept of the Holy Spirit being and something that when you accept Jesus into your heart can be a part like that he can live inside of you and that he can help us do these things that like this like sharing about my life that other people are going to be listening to <laughs> that need, you know that yeah. need to know that there's hope out there that that you're that it can be like this that your life can be like this that you can have help um through through him and helping change habits and not all overnight because my drinking i did not get myself i did not get to the point checking myself into detox for alcoholism because i just was having one or two drinks a day like this is not right this is it started as that and then it was progressive and progressive, but that's, but if we're not check, checking our habits and we're not going to Jesus and talking about these things with him or our spouse, or it, when it comes to, like you said, we were talking about food, social media, you know, there's a little thing on our phone. There's a little thing that tells you how many hours yes. we're on these apps. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you want Just check, just you know, check that um food, overeating and not eating enough. Because I will share about this when people want to talk about self control. I am, I, I am very passionate about um, like I said about working. I I work outside the home as a nail technician, but I also have a business. I worked when I started after I had Penelope because I I always wanted to own my own. I own my own business and um. I just, Proverbs 31, if I could, like, if I could be her bestie, I don't know, do you wanna be her bestie? I do. Yes. <laughs> yes, like that woman, I just, and she is a worker. Like yeah. the scriptures say she finds wool and flax, which is product. She finds products she loves, she works with it, and then she goes and she, and then it says that she buys land, she buys, you know, from her own earnings. So, and so um, I am very passionate about women being able to work, finding a product that you love, working with it, or being able to sell it to either, whatever, whatever your goals are, but just read Proverbs 31 and follow that. I mean, that would be your, (laughs) have have the scripture speak to you through that. But um, helping, helping women with their health, I think, because like I said, when I focus on taking care of, I'm working the 12 steps, um, keeping that as a focus and working on my health. Because when you feel good, you can do anything. And that is serving better because that's really what we're here to do. We're here to serve others and to tell others about Jesus. Yeah. And when I am mentally not well, I do not want to, I don't even want to speak to my my family and my children about it. And that is the first, that is the first place that it can be, you know, we, I'm, we're blessed to be able to go back to church now, but we can see how quickly our place of gathering can be taken away. And like, but that's not our, that, that, that is where we can be filled up spiritually, but that is our home is where that, that's where I really feel I mean that our home is where our churches <laughs> you know we're teaching our children that's where we're placed in communities and to be able to shine our light it's for people around us yeah and that's and that's mainly why I am still disfellowshipped and that is why I'm not a, a witness today because I cannot be segregated. <laughs> I cannot be kept because how can I help another alcoholic if I can't be their friend or how can yeah. I help another person? My husband and I have lots of friends that have not accepted Jesus into their heart yet.
1: <laughs> yes. We
0: we have a lot of friends that aren't Christians or go to um church with us because how else are they going to see or know Jesus if they're, if they aren't around us? It doesn't mean that we have to live the same lifestyle as them.
1: Exactly. But
0: we can still live in a community of people and be working in a community and our children be around and still um, them to be able to still show that this is what he, you know, this is what I was like when when I didn't have a relationship with him and this is what I'm like now simply because I do
1: yes oh I love that mm-hmm. Candace that's so good because mm-hmm. that's true how can we let our light shine the the light of Jesus shine through us if we're like no you mm-hmm. can't come in the circle unless mm-hmm. you follow these rules like it just doesn't even make sense
0: <laughs> right and what are we so scared of because mm. if we're spirit and that's right if we're spiritually fit and we have our you know we have our armor on and we're and we have Jesus with us, then we shouldn't be afraid to be in the world
1: right. yeah, yeah, you to should you world. shouldn't be afraid to be affected by the world if if Jesus really is the one guiding like guiding your life. and like you said, if you have the armor of God on you're like, come mm-hmm. come to me, come towards me so that I can I can h- let Jesus shine through me to help you transform and have that own relationship with Jesus for you. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. So, I was I was thinking when you were talking about how you were newly sober, you know, pregnant with with someone else's child, disfellowshipped from your religion that you grew up in and you walked into this church, right? And like for most people when they think about Christians or about God, they think like, "Oh, those are all the things you're going to be judged for." But that's exactly the opposite of what God does for us. Like he says, I don't care what you've done, you know, who's, who's hurt you, who you've hurt, what mistakes you've made, like you are welcome here. And I just loved that actual visual of you walking in and kind of feeling like maybe you were like not belonging or you were like, gosh, is this where I should come? So that, I just think that's really awesome. And the fact that you took that step to walk into that church. And I'm just curious. So when you were getting sober and you were working the 12 steps. That's where you learned about your higher power. So is that where you really started like stepping away from the Jehovah's witness faith and then stepping into a relationship with Jesus?
0: Yes. yes. Uh Uh-huh. About yeah. Six. I got, um, I left the religion six months after I got sober and I got pregnant with Penelope, um, about shortly about the same time. Um, so it was, it yeah i when i started going back to church working um working the steps going back to church just applying the things that i heard the pastor preaching through scripture just applying the things because see i don't change things so quickly like i i knew i was drinking too much i knew i was alcoholic for a while before i even changed you know like here's an example I tell my husband, like, to change habits are hard to change. This is why I'll share about it because yeah. people might know me or hear this and think, oh, well, that's just, that's easy for her. That's, you know, be, no, it's not. It's, it's hard to break habits. Like, I tell my husband, I read these things to him out of a book or like health things that I say we do because we do, it's better when you do things together. And I have a hard time communicating in general. Mm -hmm. I've gone to talk therapy for about five years, which is wonderful. Seeing a counselor and going to therapy is wonderful, especially for somebody who deals with it um, with any sort of mental health. Any mental health is great to be able to just learn how to talk. And Mm -hmm. she's helped me so much. And she's a she has a relationship with Christ, too. So it's wonderful. But uh, just talking to him, so like, we'll do things together. So I would always, first thing in the morning, we'd always drink coffee. Like I've always, for years, I've been a coffee drinker first thing in the morning. Well, I'm reading this out of a book that to drink lemon water in the morning before your, you know, coffee, just to drink lemon water in the morning. And it's like half, you know, a half hour before you drink your coffee, this much, this much. So he's like, okay, yeah, I think that'd be great. I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to do it too. I like, I think but this is a hard habit to break. You know, I'm not saying I'm not, not drinking coffee, (laughs) but it's just doing the water first. Like I literally thought in my head, I'm going to die if I don't have coffee. (laughs) Like, you know, no, he did it for a week. I even squeeze, I do our lemons in the morning for us. When I get up in the morning, I even, I got him his water for a week. It's still my coffee <laughs> before I change. Uh-huh. I watched him do it. What is that? I don't, yeah. it's I like humans. It's like, and I, and I knew, and I knew I was going to do it too, but it's almost like I just want, he didn't say anything. He knew he watched me, you know, he's like, you're, he's thinking you're crazy. You're the one who told me <laughs> about this and you're not doing it with me. But I did that slowly going back when I stepped foot in that church, the things that I would hear. Jesus and the Holy Spirit speaking to me through because it it didn't matter what I heard on Sunday if I didn't apply it the rest of the week yes
1: exactly if
0: I didn't take it home if if I didn't hear what the pastor said in my ear the rest of that week and that scripture those scriptures or what he told us to read that week from the Bible if I didn't read it then how was I supposed to get anything out of it?
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah I, know. I know. I know. And that's how so many of us operate for so long. Like I was going to church for years, but I I just all I did was go to church and listen and then that was it, right? Sunday check mark and now when I'm actually reading the Bible, taking it in, following oh, my life is changing and
0: <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. That's where that's where those things. Then how we day we have to give if we're not and we if we're not turning on worship music during the week and throwing our hands up in the air and praising our god then how in the world do we think that we're going to be able to do it in front of all those people that right. we think are looking at us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean that's but they but that's and it, and that's what it's like though. If we're if we're comfortable enough to do that in a relationship, it's like when you love somebody enough. When you when you're around other people, if you're comfortable enough and you love them enough, you can say, "I love you" to that person. Yeah. Wow. Yes. In front of other people, I'm not mm-hmm. scared to do it.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that comparison of just, it's just like raising your arms in church. So that's how we're, we're praising God. We're telling him, we love him. I know when I used to, like, I would stand there for so long and be like, Oh, like, I wanted to do it, but I was like, again, in my head thinking people were watching me and I would just yeah. love to see people raising their hands. And of course now I do like, I, I love to, and it's, I think it's cool. Cause you can kind of think maybe you're giving someone else permission to have that that courage to do it. And it's just, it really is a beautiful act of worship and just praising God and, and showing him that we love him.
0: Yes. Yes. And our children are always watching.
1: Yes. That's the best. That is the best when you see your kids like raise their hands in church or when you hear them praying, right? You're like, oh so what was the turning point in your relationship with God, Candace? Um
0: to be honest, it was in in amongst doing those steps, it was doing um four and five it was doing uh, taking a personal inventory you have to get to a point in your life where you have to i was i was sick and tired of being sick and tired you know and you and to change things you have to change things you know yes. i had to change people places and things and um looking back through my whole life m- the people that are in my life now are not the people that are in my life that were in my life years ago, but Jesus has always been with me. He's always been with me. Have I always been as close to him? No, but he's always been there. And it was when I, when I finally took a personal inventory and wrote down all my fears and wrote down all my resentment that I didn't think I had and wrote down um things that had happened to me that I had never or things that I had done that I w- wouldn't have ever spoke to to anybody about when I wrote these things down and spoke to them went over them with somebody that was um trusted enough to and got it out and especially God I mean just being able to get those things out because that's that's what the steps say to do it it, that is, that's where everything changed, you know, that I think that's when I'd say that's when I had a spiritual experience, because you have, you have to let go, you have to let go and let God, and that you're trying, I was trying to control so much, and part of, and part of holding is, is not knowing, I'd, and even, you know, even, way we raise or think that things have to be we come up with an idea just to control just to control it Do you, does that make sense you know yeah, like
1: yeah, absolutely
0: we, Uh huh. we we love to control things because it makes us feel com comfortable yeah when you're not in your comfort zone it's you're out of you you feel out of control when you're when you're not in your comfort zone
1: right Yeah. Yeah. Control is definitely a big, a big issue for me as I've gotten older. I've realized how much it has really affected my life. It's interesting.
0: Yes. And that's something that I've had to deal with with learning to deal with my anxiety. Um, I have a lot of, I've learned how to learn, manage my OCD. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, speaking of like self-control, these are things that have, that I've learned through learn through, um, prayer and learn through asking for help, Mm, you know, putting down these, I think that's, that's when things changed with my relationship is asking for help. And that, that didn't, that asking for help with Jesus, number one, asking for his Holy spirit, asking, is this true? Mm. Like I, I heard the pastor say this on Sunday, God, but is this true?
1: Yes.
0: Because when I asked that in, in the religion that I was raised in, Mm. that made them uncomfortable. They didn't like that. They didn't know how to answer that. And that's where there was problems. And that's where I thought, you know what, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Yeah, saying that I need to find out what truth is, and the truth is in the scriptures. And if we ask questions, it will, they'll become help. And it's hard, it's hard to ask for help it's hard to ask. And that's where, that's where you start is asking Jesus for help because he'll send helpers.
1: (laughs) Yes. That's so good. I love that because again, even if we are hearing it from a pastor, like it is our responsibility to make sure if that's true, right. If it's biblically sound, the Bible is, is the truth, Holy spirit, God, Jesus, like that's where we get our truth, not from other people. They can be, people can speak into our lives and, and, but it's still up to us to really filter it through the word of God. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Your parents or, or advice, your girlfriend gives you advice or your mm-hmm. mom tells you to do this or that with your children, like, doesn't mean you have to listen to her. Yeah. But you know, just because it was what you, like, we, these are things, maybe we should talk to your husband about it first. Yeah. You know, we are our own families. You know, we have to, we have to remember that scripture. That's, that's biblical. We yeah. need to respect him and go to him first. Yeah. Again, these are things that are, I speak these things because I feel like if I say them, it will be easier for me to do. <laughs> like respect yeah. my husband. These are things, but that's what makes strong families. It's yeah. like, I don't have to like it just because, and that's where my obedient, that's not that something that I was, that I feel like I was raised with is like, you do it. You just, that's, that was maybe my householder was like, you do it because you were told to
1: right right you
0: know you do it because you were told to and are there are some things out of obedience Jesus just tells us to do yeah. and I've done out of act beat out of obedience through scripture that I've never done that I wasn't raised with or that I thought I'll never do right like tithe the Tithing, I'll yeah. speak, for instance. That's, you know, mm-hmm. that is not that is something that I was not raised with. That is not, but out of an act of obedience, and and that's when things changed financially. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it's it's again that that obedience is just like our human flesh doesn't want to do it, but we mm-hmm. do it because we're because we want to listen to God. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. So if you could thank God for one person in your faith journey, who would it be?
0: Oh definitely my husband. Definitely my husband. Um I like I said, you know, you think you think things will be a certain way in your life. And um and it's and it doesn't go about that way. My Ryan is my second husband. Um, he has long dreadlocks he has dreadlocks down to like uh, down to the middle of, i mean down to his back they're long like he ties them up and he knots them up on his head he's a musician he's a drummer um like god has taken it taken something that i thought that was one of the the biggest was was one of the biggest traumatic and i mean i've gone through a lot of trauma Trauma, one of the biggest traumas in amongst getting sober, going through a divorce and and losing that relationship. And he has not only rebuilt, has only given me a husband, but has given me somebody who challenges me, um, who thinks like me because he's also an alcoholic, which is um also it's a, it's a love hate relationship. It's a, it's a good thing, bad thing, you know, it's our, <laughs> but he challenges me and he, uh, the I see him growing. It's wonderful because if you think about it, your, your mates always watching, you just, you never know what you never know what God can do for you and in, in your journey. But imagine if he took both of you, both of you and let like we're talking about community and letting your light shine. But the power, I mean, he created Adam and Eve and that whole he designed, he designed that. So um, the fact that if two people love Christ and let them in that, what they could do for other people to be able to help them
1: yes that's so beautiful. I, my
0: my okay. husband has just been in my faith he like i said he um i'll share a story um uh, with you uh he he watched me when when we got sent home from when we had to shut down with covid uh when i stopped working from the salon i got sent home from the salon and he went to mandatory six days of working Um, And I was home with the girls. And at the time we were living in a two bedroom apartment. We had been there for, we were total there for four years and we weren't supposed to be there that long when we moved in there. So it was a very hard living in in a small apartment with um, us. And I started, and I will share this because my girlfriend, Lisa, who shared about me to you to be on this podcast. So she shared something in about what that she started doing, this getting up in the morning and going to the spot in her basement and praying and doing her Bible reading before her kids got up. And she just started sharing about it and what Jesus was doing for her. And I thought, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to like set up this little, I'm going to make a little sanctuary. Like the, just because we're in a two bedroom apartment and there and we got kids up, I'm going to make my little spot. Even if it's at the on my desk, in yes. my bedroom, this is mm-hmm. going to be my spot. It has my... Stones and my gems and whatever my jewelry and got my Bible and all my little things that bring me joy. All the little things that I tell my girls don't touch that in there. <laughs> <my bedroom. laughs> they're mine. Yeah. Um. So I got up in the morning at five. From every morning from five to five thirty was my time. It was my time with Jesus. It was my time to, and it started as soon as my my feet hit the floor because I couldn't waste any of that time. Because it was very precious. Because as soon as my husband got up, I helped him leave for work. And then it was back. I was with the girls all day and then back. And it, it was like Groundhog's Day. You know, we all lived
1: it. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but the things I was sharing with Ryan that Jesus was doing for me in that time through my prayer and what I was revealing and what he was revealing in scripture and the things that came about after job opportunity this job that i'm in now i mean i wouldn't have dreamed i prayed about things and shared things with him and he's still answering prayers we're in a we've moved to a home now we're renting a home just down the street from our apartment same landlords it's we have a backyard um it's been wonderful through that time we've gotten a second vehicle my I was driving my husband to work and dropping him off in the morning. We would pick him up. Also, when he was done working, it was a very hard season. We lived in for a while. He's answered. And like I said, he's still answering prayers that it's like I'll almost laugh out loud to myself sometimes <laughs> when something he'll reveal something to me um I my husband watched me do that and he'd say to me well I wish you'd help me get up in the morning like could you help me get up to do that like I'm but I'm so tired and he was working so hard and he watched me it was like because I share the things and it was like I want I want that you Mm -hmm. know what but I I just I I need help with you getting and I'm like I am I'm praying I'm praying I'm praying for us don't you know today now my husband gets up with me now Um, We're, we were both in scripture in the morning. Um, So we're both in the word. We pray together before he leaves for work. Um, He's doing things for him in his life now that he's because he watched, he watched me. And I've shared this with other women find, you know, if you, you get out of a relationship as much as you put into it, Yeah, you know, so if you say you don't have time or you make time make time you know at even if it, it means getting up earlier before the kids get up i know and it and it sounds crazy i i know i'm busy too and i yeah. but make time if if you want jesus to do these things for you yeah. i mean don't yeah, i mean yeah, that's exactly. just simply it uh-huh. you know because he's amazing he knows and i mean my he's done things for me that my husband couldn't i and i i love my husband but he can't he can right. do these things yep.
1: for me, and he's even not, if he's he yep. And he's not. You
0: know, I mean, it's just—it's amazing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's that God-shaped told N- Nobody else can fill that in our hearts, that void. And I was just me and my husband were just having this conversation too. It's like if we can't just do the simple act of reading our Bible every day for five or ten minutes, like, I mean, come on, right? You can't expect all of God's power to just be part of your life of course it, he can he can do anything but if we're not even trying to have a relationship with him he's like hey i'll I'll be here if if and when you're ready like it's really that simple we can't even spend right. a few minutes with him right
0: and i think we just overcomplicate it in the fact yeah. that he is just he's right he already did the work like and i think i we make it like it's a work thing maybe because i was ra- raised in a real and i say religion because and if you feel like you're in a religion or if you feel like if you feel like your a relationship or this is the spiritual part of your life is work, then that's when you need to reevaluate it. Because we don't do things for Jesus. We don't do, we don't have to do anything to earn our way to heaven. There's no earning. No. We don't do these things to get something from. He's already done that. He's done that. He died. Yes. He was risen. Our sins are forgiven. And we do make mistakes all the time, but that's where he's given us grace. And that's something that I think I have to I have to remember as grace, and that's something that wasn't preached a lot to me maybe being raised or knowing is that we have to give ourselves and the people around us more grace.
1: Yeah, exactly. I love that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm well oh my gosh i have just loved this conversation so much candace and i think you're gonna have to come back on the podcast because we have so much more to talk about (laughs) but um can you let everyone know where they can connect with you because you're absolutely amazing and i'm sure that there'll be many ladies who want to connect with you
0: oh well sure yes okay so i'm on um instagram i mainly I mainly love Instagram. Um Candace Advent, you can find me just search my name under it. And I'm also on Facebook. But like um I have my businesses um, through there too. So I love I love finding products for and I love sharing about products that other women can get from me too, you know. So and I and and that's something that it's even like I stutter around. Like it's hard to say, but it's something that I feel that I've been called to. Yeah. And working outside the home, I love being with my girls. I stayed at home with them. I breastfed both of them. Um, Charlie was a year old. They're only 18 months apart. Oh, so, wow. So I Charlie was a year old when I went back to work. Um, and I did not realize um, how, how much I love. I went, I'm sober <laughs> going back to work this time being sober um and what god has the the skills that he's given to me with um having a brush in my hand i love it and like i say like it's hard for me to even say like i say like if i don't share about share to you that i don't sing on the worship team i sing on the worship team um he's he's given me that skill he's gifted me with that and and i love to do it um and it's the same with painting i love painting whether it's a canvas, a wall, your fingernails, polishing your fingernails, making women feel beautiful. I love serving them and I love finding products to help them because I feel like too as women, we've been taking care of our families. We are in charge of finding those products in our home yeah. and budgeting how to get those products. Yeah. And I mean, we have certain roles. We all have roles and duties in the household. And that's one. And it's important what we put in our mouths and on our skins. And Yes. our family follows suit if it's there they're going to use it
1: Yes, right so, so I love that
0: so I feel like if we have been called to something to share about something that we can help other ones that that are following Christ to be able to get into their home yes to be able to follow and serve better whether it's their health or to be able to help them financially whatever it is we need to not be afraid to do that
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I love, I think, supporting each other and supporting other women who yes. who have those passions and can, can help each other in those ways. I absolutely yes. love that. So I'm with you. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you so much thank for you. sharing everything today. This was amazing.
0: Thank you. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thanks for
1: listening to Want to Send the Word. May you be blessed and always be a blessing. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Wellness and the Word. If you would like to share your testimony on the podcast, I would absolutely love to have you. You can reach out to me at wellnessandtheword at gmail.com. And I would just love to encourage you that every testimony is important. Every story of someone finding a relationship with Jesus is so important and so beautiful.